I think that's my last bite of the delicious pie five pizza. I'm over it. Steve Roberts, thank you so much for bringing it in, brother. If you haven't got your pizza ordered for Sunday. What's it called? Five pie? Pie High. five. High pie. five or pie five? Pie five. P-I-E, pie. I got and it. And then the uh, word five, all spelled out with all letters. I got it now. Pie five. Got it. And then uh, pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Pretty so good, good stuff, actually. Yes. The wings are good, too. Uh, it's right on my diet. Good thing I did. I burned... 1,400 calories this morning Mm -hmm. before 6 o'clock. See, that'll teach you to get up before 6. Because if you'd waited till 7, it would have been like 12. Wouldn't have had to get your shovel out. You can burn a bunch more because we're about to get dumped on. Yeah, sort of here. Tony will get into a skid loader and. I'm out, I'm over that too. I'm in the, I'm in the truck. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Heated seats. We loaders. are expecting more snow overnight. Uh, it's supposed to start at about when we get off the air, Jack. So uh, everybody, hurry home. Yeah, and they're still talking about possibly eight to ten. Load I've up, heard I've to, heard anywhere from fifteen to twenty. You need to load up on your pizza. You need to load up on your Chinese food. All your get your cases of pop, oh. your Coke, your Pepsi. You need all to that. get all your bread, oh, all the, your milk. The other thing eggs, you need. Everything you're going to need to load up tonight on your way home. Empty the I bought, stores. I bought a new 450 Honda this afternoon just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's want to be filled with gas in the back of my truck. Don't it's want not to serviced. be caught without one. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think it's still there. I hope <laughs> that it was is. great. It's not serviced. That's the first thing I don't do is service anything I buy because I assume it's already been done. This was on how many hours had this bike been ridden before you bought it? This it's Honda. brand new. Oh, I thought he's. I thought you said he had ridden it some, but no, no. no. It's a brand so new literally, fresh, crate fresh. Sixty nine hundred bucks for a brand new Honda. What, what do they retail? I, if I was to go up Storm Lake Honda, what am I going to pay? I have no idea. Sixty nine hundred bucks. That's what I just paid. This no, is the first motorcycle that, I've purchased for the asking price. Not true, actually. Uh, this is the first <laughs> motorcycle I've per- purchased in February. There you go. Wow. Wait, you don't want to say things that you could be. Tony has more motorcycles the, than most dealers. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. I, I got more stuff in stock than more deal, most dealers. And, and that's did the you truth. did you see one of your old bikes made its way up to Wisconsin this past weekend for that motorcycle show? Uh, my yeah, the uh, old ZXR was sitting loud and proud at the one bike show or at whatever. the Mama Tried Mama show. Mama Tried show. Sorry, not the one that was the one. Up I thought it was the, Mama Cried. Nope, Mama Tried with the hooligan race and everything looked like a great time. A bunch of my friends were there, and yeah, your old bike looking good. So I gave it to Jeff Wright, who's Church of Choppers FT. Yep. WCO, he uh, he owns. Did his magic on it? Did he auction it off? It's pretty sweet. No, 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 he doesn't auction anything. He takes beautiful pictures, builds beautiful bikes, and then waits for a rich guy to call and say, "I can't live without it." And that's how that Brad happens. Brad Pitt supposedly bought a bike that, off him. That was years ago. One of his uh, Harley Davidson base bikes. Well, and he needs to because now he and apparently Jennifer are back together again. Who? Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> we the motorcycles was the reason we were talking about. Right. Anyway, uh, well, it's hard not to talk about Jennifer Aniston, but I will tell you this: if you missed any part of our number one or any part of our show, you can always catch it online at uh, pitpassmoto.com or on our uh, uh, our app. And you can get the app, Tony. Where can you get the app? In your Play Store or iTunes Apple Store. I yeah, iTunes Store or the uh, yeah App Store. Clearly, it's on the. Uh, the app store on the script oh, i was texting my friends oh sorry okay i don't have any friends but i was yeah there's a stretch you're responding <laughs> hey i'm excited to get to our next guest would you please um this guy was with us so many years ago it was back when it was just called fa- 
company. And now it's it's uh, it's fully fast. And he joins us now, this Cole Townsend. Cole, welcome home, brother. Where you been? Good to be back. Just freezing here in Utah. And how is it freezing? Is it cold? Oh, yeah. It sounds like our weather's just like yours right now, dumping and uh, going to snow again later this week. So we're escaping to California to go moto. Well, welcome Sweet. back. And let me just be on record as saying thank you very much for being one of those that that uh, advertised with us early and often. Uh, but uh, it was very cool. And maybe one day we'll be able to endorse you guys and sell Fast Company and Flex Handlebars yet again. But are you and your partner, Chris, still together? Yep, doing awesome. Uh, everybody moved from California to Utah in 2010 and 12, and we love it out here. We have an exceptional building that we can ride and, and test right out of. we got a CrossFit gym in there, so wow. we often have have guys come ride and train out of the shop, and it's a dream come true. What precipitated the move? I mean, that's pretty drastic. Let's face it, you're going from a, a, a state that hardly recognizes religion to one that is based on religion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally opposite. Yeah, uh, it's it really is. Exceptional business environment. We get to, you know, be outside, recreate, you know, recreations at the end of our street or like literally right out our driveway. You can go roost or go pedal. Um, there's so much to do here and you're not, you know, landlocked in a concrete jungle. So um, it's good. You know, our kids are out and about all the time and they can be out here. You know, we're in California. They can't be. Um, it's just, it's, it's an amazing place. Like we love being in Utah. And do you get, have you been out to uh, as Moto fans? Uh, you know, you've got Speed Week happens once a year. That's got to be pretty insanely cool. At Bonneville, yeah, yeah. We're usually I think that's like in August, so that's more like Loretta's for us or something Moto wise. I mean, we're still busy racing as my my boys race so that keeps us really busy like if we're not working we're racing and um it's uh so we haven't been to bonneville but that's that should be on the list maybe you know well you can't you can't miss loretta's i hear you there i didn't realize they can they collided you can't miss that sweaty stale uh really really humid Tennessee weather in August. I mean, nothing better. Nothing right? really is. I'm. Better. Uh, I'm actually Cole. I'm actually <laughs> headed to a qualifier Thursday. I'm leaving for Ponca City. I'm going to go down and race South Central, and which the the regional is at Kevin Windham's farm in uh, awesome. like May, I think, or June or something. But um, I'm a little scared of Millville, so um, I which is my region. So I'm I'm right, and it's and Kevin's is like the week or two before Millville, so. The, the plan is, is to hopefully go down there and qualify, and, and I'll, I'll race my local here as a backup. So if I do have to go to Millville, and I'll, I'll probably wimp out when I get there. But I just uh, – I've cartwheeled down them hills plenty of times, and Chad Reed skying through the air trying to roll the winders up backwards, you know, ejecting right. off. And I know people that have also done that, and they didn't fare as well as Chad Reed because they're not superhero. But, um, yeah, that place kind of scares me a little bit, so – that's my plan. I'm going to go do that and heading down this weekend. Um, the weather's not going to be as good as it sounds like it's going to be in in uh, California. Where are you guys headed this weekend? We're heading all the way to Hangtown, so 10-plus hour drive, but it's a dual, dual area, so knock out the Midwest and Northwest and, you know, one step closer, and then next week we got our Southwest qualifiers, so button areas up right away and move forward from there. 
Your son's already, you said your son's been racing uh, Loretta's? Yeah, I got two sons. One's been twice and one's been once. And last year they were both hurt, but it's been a long year for, 18 was a long year for us, but it's good. They love moto. I mean, I literally just got home from taking them riding and it's uh, such an awesome sport for, for the, any, for kids, you know, families, whatever. They just learn so much and uh, so self-reliant and tough mentally and physically. So, you know, all the great things that make good men. Cole, I, I want to talk about Supercross a little bit, but before we do, can we talk about your company and, and uh, the, the handlebar system, how they've evolved over the years and, and uh, the technology that goes into it? Because there's a lot to it, I know. Yeah, yep. We're always working on the next thing, you know, and our, our current handlebar looks really similar to our initial release, but internally and dimensionally, it's just drastically different, and we just continue to, to build it out of, different and better materials, um, you know, different elastomer technology. We have a fiber pivot bushing we developed for the pivot points. Um, it's the, the, the fiber bushing actually has memory as well as reduces vibration and friction. So um, our, our focus really is, you know, having a traditional feel to all our components while, uh, while absorbing abuse. So for our flex handlebars, we're precise in the steer path but we're forgiving in near the load path as a suspension. So it maintains traditional input and feel and characteristics while still being able to absorb abuse, which is pretty much we're the only ones that can truly do that. Um, so when you ride a properly set up flex handle bar, you don't realize it's working until you go ride a traditional bar again. It's just smoothing everything out. It acts like a traditional handlebar, um, but, it, man, it's really making it so you can ride harder, race harder, ride longer and then when you go back to work on monday you're not as fatigued and pained and um it's it's a it's a big difference the more time you ride it the bigger difference it it makes for you as well because it kind of reprograms your mental conditioning on what you expect to happen when you hit certain things so it's it's uh we love it it's a labor of love we love helping riders i mean every day we're we spend you know countless hours on the phone with guys getting them dialed in so it's super fun I, had, I just picked up a, a new 450. You probably heard us talking about it. And uh, a yeah. buddy of mine brought it down from the bike shop because they're like three hours away. And and uh, it was in his trailer, and I opened it up, and he had like between his garage and his trailer, he had like three bikes that had flex handlebars on them. And I, I was like, hey, we're going to talk to the guy that, that started that company tonight. You know, and the guy, I'm sure my buddies yeah. probably didn't believe me or whatever, but. Um, it's it's probably staggering the amount of handlebars that you guys sell nationwide or even worldwide. Yeah, we do. the The really uh, surprising thing is just how many, how long they're in existence. I mean, we have guys calling that have bars from two thousand three, two thousand four, and the rise. You know, two thousand eighteen or nineteen bike. They just keep putting them on the next bike, the next bike, the next bike, which isn't necessarily great for business, but it's really great for the customer and a real testament to the integrity of the product. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, it's a big thing, man. I mean, the, our bars are, they stay in rotation for years and years and years. Um, I was reading, you know, I, I told you that I've been, I've been, uh, getting ready to race the Baja and, uh, you know, you and I talked about this, but the, the thousand is something that I want to tackle on my own in 2020. And <clears throat> I've been reading, um, articles about other guys that have done it and the guy that won it i think it was last year 
Um, his name, it's uh, Jeff Benrud or Benrud. He's he's like a he's he's not a Navy SEAL, but he's some kind of a like a a veteran, like a, like yeah. a hard dude. You know, he's like a, a Green uh, Beret or a Ranger or I'm something. I'm trying to think what he is, but he's he's uh, but but one of the things that's stuck out is he had flex handlebars on his bike um so i know that it's it's viable in in baja i see a lot of off-road guys run it what's your what's your your bread and butter as far as a customer goes who buys your your handlebars i mean i i know a lot of different genres of motorcycles racers and riders and, and weekend warriors use them but who's the guy where you say you, you really got to have them for this Man, if you're riding off-road or moto, if you give them a chance, you're going to be stoked on them. I mean, primarily we target off-road guys just because they're on the bike longer or they're more open to it, where it's less driven by marketing. You know, we don't have the budget of, of the big handlebar brands to really compete marketing-wise. So we just, we're really driven by word of mouth and customer experience and things that we have a direct effect on. So that just is a little easier market from for off-road because it's just a different environment than Meadow. But, I mean, we've won a arena cross championship with Josh and Muse. Um, we have a lot of privateers that, that, you know, make main events, qualify for nationals. Um, we have some really standout amateur kids. Obviously, off-road, you know, we have Stuart Baylor who, man, I mean, that guy, it's hard to find anybody more impressive on a motorcycle than him. You know, he's just amazing in whatever he does. To veterans like Destry Abbott and Sun Cooper, who's just killing it. So we're we're just widespread across the board, man. If you're off road or moto on two wheels, and you give us a chance, you're gonna love the bars. The bars are are tunable through different elastomers, so you can control how soft or stiff it is. Um, they're really easy to fine tune, and just it, you, the, we're always here to help as well. So if you need help dialing them in, we're we're happy to do so. So you know, we set them up for Supercross where they're super stiff and they're absorbing those catastrophic impacts like facing or casing a jump where you spread that load over a greater period of time, but also take absorbing those really sharp edge, square edges on the whoops to, you know, where off-road we're running them softer where you're charging braking bumps, rough sections, rock roots, and stuff like that. You're just, we're taking, we take your hands, elbows, wrists, we, we make that a non-issue, you know, where you're no longer thinking about them. And what about, uh, you said you've got customers clearly that have, bars that are approaching teenagers and uh yeah. teenage years in uh use how do they fare in uh you know traditional off-road dirt bike crashes uh motorcycling uh you know off-road incidents because that's what kills my bars anyway i don't bend handlebars yeah. anymore you don't crash anymore tony i, I mean with uh, your level of experience i expect zero crashes <laughs> well that's pretty close to what you're getting with me i just taper i just i just click it right down to just to the point where i'm i know i'm never going to tip over because that sucks so i'm right, good, right right yeah yeah now our structural integrity is really really good if on the rare chance you do damage the bar we have a 50 percent off warranty program so that that gets you back on a brand new bar and um and you're rolling so uh wow that would be uh that's that's an impressive offer that's not that's unheard of yeah it's it was just one of those things we did early on because especially early on, you know, people just really felt it was a risk to try us and we're a hundred percent American made. So it, it's a significant expense to build that bar. And, uh, but because of that expense, you know, the, the rider spends so long on it, you know, you, 
it's uh, they're riding it year after year after year. So we we implemented that warranty program in probably 2004, and it's just we we're our customers. You know, we ride, we race, we crash, we do whatever, and you know anything we can do to help keep our customers rolling is just that's we put our customers first, and it makes it fun. I mean, we have such long relationships with our customers, and um, you know, you see guys year after year, they call in year after year and it's, uh, it's, it's how we like to do business. It makes it enjoyable. Okay. So Cole, I want to, I want to Jack, if we can go through the break, just if we can just push it back or, or maybe we'll make it up next time or something. But I want to talk about, uh, Supercross. You and I were talking about it off air, Cole, and, and uh, earlier today, and we have been here in the studio, um, Ken Roxon and Cooper Webb, what a race. Did you ever imagine Cooper Webb would come from behind to end up passing in and and last turn? Not even it was even after the last turn. Within the last three feet, he won that race. Can you believe it? It, it is uh unbelievable for sure. What a race. How awesome this year is. I mean, it's so fun to watch those guys battle and I, I don't I definitely wasn't thinking Webb was gonna come that far up and at one point, it looked like he wasn't really making any time when he was maybe third or fourth. It kind of stalled out for a while. Uh, but I love seeing Webb win. That's super cool. Uh, I would love to see Roxon win. I mean, coming back after all he has. And he's actually kind of a local boy here in Southern Utah as he's married to Courtney Savage, who grew up here in St. George, literally like probably a quarter mile from where our shop is. It's And Blake Savage is her brother, who was Ken's trainer and, just a beast, a uh, beast of a guy, you know, super, super fit and good rider and whatnot. So it's uh, a lot of Southern Utah is cheering hard for Ken Roxton. And it was, it's not an if uh, he's going to win. It's, it's when he's clearly right there. He's going to win races this season. It feels like if at this point, you know, he's been so close and man, it's got to be heartbreaking and it's, well, It'll be awesome when he does break through. What happened with uh, Roxon's trainer? Did he get hurt? Yeah, so he was Blake Savage. He was a he had a national number. He was a good off road guy, good amateur moto guy, super good pro. I think he was thirteenth one year nationals before he got hurt in two fifty nationals privateer. Like he's he's a really really good rider in tremendous shape. Super awesome dude. Like I just every time you see him, he's just a good dude. So. Um, he crashed at Mesquite on the Supercross track, riding with um, Boxman from what I believe, and just I don't know out there training and just so unfortunate. I mean to make your way, you know, basically out of racing, you know, for a living and then get hurt like this. But um, looks like he's doing pretty good. Uh, you know, prayers for sure to, that he makes a full recovery. But it looks like he's he's a hard worker. He's in super good shape. So best case scenario, I think for for getting full mobility back. So it's a, it's a, it's a serious one that he's, he's a spinal cord injury or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd heard, yeah. but I didn't know. And that's yeah, gotta, I, you know, that's gotta be hard for Ken as his training partner and, and his, his trainer. And, and, you know, to see a guy go through that, I mean, Ken's, Ken's no stranger to injuries. He's had, he's had some serious ones and, and honestly, Cole, I never believed that Ken Roxon would be able to accomplish what he has since that those those injuries. And I, I never imagined that he – I thought, you know, he might come back and, and challenge for a win at some point. But 
up until the last three feet of this last race in Arlington, he was the points leader, you know? So, yeah. and, yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, and I know he's disappointed, but man, it's, it's just incredible what these two guys are doing. And, and, uh, and, and Cooper Webb, he's, you know, I, I like Cooper Webb. I, you know, everybody, some people say he's cocky. I, I like that. I think that it's, it shows that you're confident and you're putting the work in and you have a reason to be And um, you know, and there's and there's other situations in racing that we're t- we've been talking about, like Tyler Bowers running into the side of Barsha. Uh, Barsha. What do you think of that? I think that's I haven't I have I and I did I did reach out to uh, Bowers, but I never got I never got back to him. So he never got back to me. So I don't know. It's weird. I had an old number for 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 Tyler, and I texted him. I said, Hey, I can't believe that they DQ'd you. You want to do the interview? It was the most random thing. So whoever has his old phone number said, I know, it's crazy. I'd be glad to come on the show. And, they, <laughs> and then, it wasn't him. <laughs> no, so today I'm getting my coffee, and I'm like, hey, man, don't forget about your interview, you know? And he's like, hey, I got to confess, I'm only a novice writer. And I go, what are you ta- what? And I thought, Bowers is screwing with me, you know? And and he goes, no, this I got his old number. I'm like, you're a jerk. So I, so Cole actually sent me his the the current number but it, i didn't get a hold of him but uh that's you, funny yeah what are your thoughts of that on him getting dq'd for hitting barsha which was was absolute payback for what barsha did when he actually broke tyler bauer's leg at a previous race yeah i, I mean you look at the takeout with oldenburg and alex martin i mean if you're not going to do anything about that how are you going to do something about bowers yeah maybe payback or whatever but why is it when you know, the guy who pays back for the thing that the second time always gets penalized so heavily. And, um, you know, with Barsha and Bowers, you live by the sword and die by the sword. I think they should have just left it on the track and, you know, gone from there. I, I don't, what, what a price for him to pay. I mean, getting there on his own dime, not making any money, it, you know, the, the detriment to his sponsors, like I could, you know, feasibly cut his travel costs for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's the that is the unfortunate part. He's clearly been hanging on to a grudge. It uh showed up and uh yeah, he made the bed. He's going to have to lie in it now. Um hopeful, we're hopeful that it doesn't negatively impact his season, but you're right. It's a business and uh gosh, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but we all know why it yeah. happened. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it's crap. Honestly, I I think that that Gallagher and crew have been inconsistent in their calls, and yeah. I've got I've got examples from way back when we were running the Tyloo team, and Villapoto um, pulled off the track and kicked Matt Bonney on his way up the tunnel. And of course, if you remember Matt Bonney, I wouldn't yeah. want to scrap with the guy. You know, he's built like a swimmer, sure. only with broad shoulders. And he he, dude, I'm telling you, this guy is. If I, you know, if I wanted to look like one of the racers, I'd want to look like Matt Bonney because he's a bad, he's bad, he's pretty bad dude looking, you know. And he grabs a hold of Villapoto, and he he's lucky. Villapoto's lucky he didn't twist him up. Villapoto's pissed because he didn't make the main event, and it wasn't Bonney's fault either, though. I mean, it was just you know. So he comes up, kicks him. Bonney just about rings his neck. Who do you think they're mad at? The factory support racer right. or the privateer? Yeah, the privateer. You're right, Scott. Good yep. guess. Good guess. Yeah. So inconsistent judge rulings. It's it's you don't want to see it. In, it needs to be consistent. It used to be a thing in our road racing world. It used to be a really big thing. The inconsistent, and they've really addressed it. 
Did uh, was the Oldenburg Martin takeout before Bowers too? I think it was. Wasn't that in the heat race? So literally, the probably the race before that went down. Exactly, and then and, and then even showed that on the TV when when he took Martin down. What I mean, how do right. you how do you disqualify one person and then nothing's issued for the other guy? It's natural selection. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just like the cheetah and the. I mean, is it karma for Bowers being a bully in in arena cross for four years, five years, or is yeah, it careful? Remember when he didn't like you? It was you he didn't like. Oh right, <laughs> it was me. Maybe it's neither one of us. I didn't ever get a hold of him. That's I did true. get a hold of his his. Uh, Jack, bring up uh, Tyler Bowers on the uh, on the hotline, would you please? Yeah. No. Okay. The ironic thing is, this will be on the highlights for the next year. You know, they'll play that up all day long. Yet they're going to DQ him, and you know just take his opportunity to make a living away for the weekend. It's, uh, I, I think if you DQ somebody or there's repercussions, then you don't get, then Fell doesn't get to use that for the highlight reel. Well, Tony, you were uh, on the that's highlight a, reel that's when a you were very wearing good, that giant that's bear a very good outfit, point, weren't you? Cool. Weren't you uh, when you were wearing the giant bear outfit? That was a kiss cam. That was a different deal, man. Different deal? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cole. Um, let's give them the website uh, where people can uh, where people can find your product. Uh, where they can get a hold of you, cats out in Utah. Yeah, fastco.com, F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com, or check us out on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you guys and uh, and help you out. Do you take phone calls as well, or just uh, just? Oh the, yeah, okay. Oh, we love no huge on phone calls. Call us. We prefer to talk to you on the phone, but if you want to send us a message, you want to email us, whatever whatever your preferred communication is. We're there for you. I like smoke signals. Do you? Mm-hmm. I was. I would have thought that went out with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, <laughs> wow! Current day politics, right there. She's not. She's not welcome in Utah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the reason. Hey, <laughs> it's weird that just me and our guests know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, I know who she is. Oh, do you? She's the 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 the, uh, the really smart. Uh, oh no, she's not. Poli- <laughs> oh, she's just elected in. Now you're instigating. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, we love you, brother. Best to everybody, okay? Thanks, guys. It was fun. There we go. And that's what we intend the entire program to be. To be fun. We fell short fun. for a while there, but I did get fed. Well, there was the 11-year period. <laughs> I thought we had a good time, even through the meal. <laughs> even through the meal, we were having a pretty good time. Yeah. All right, uh, Jack, do we have to do a commercial break? No, you were able to take care of that. Well, very good. Um, first of all, what did we learn? Uh, let's start with Josh Hayes. What did we learn from Josh Hayes? Tony? That he is not done racing. Okay, you're not Tony. Uh, Tony, your thoughts? Um, I th- I think it's going to be interesting to see what he can do at the 200 on uh, his wife's program, and uh, he he made it clear that he's hoping that she can she can drum up enough business to, to, to make have him a, a ride all year. Well, he credit, said not him three he, times. Yeah, he know he kept saying that if he if he goes out and kills it, who else is going to get the seat? <laughs> exactly. He clearly wants to go racing. I bet he's, she drives home. He has all but told us. Yeah, I've, as a married man. This is fraught with danger. I oh, cannot. Buddy. Oh, man. I mean. Like a rhythm section. If you don't win, you're going to be hearing about it forever. Forever he's going to hear about it from her. That's a weird deal. Can you imagine being <laughs> in that situation with I can wife? imagine it, and I wouldn't want to be there. I know my wife's an attorney. I do not want her. Oh, I do not want to be that. beholden to her for something like, well, I wrote the paycheck today, and you didn't do your job. I was yeah. going to say, no wonder you keep going to Barber. Hmm. <laughs> you know, when you go to Barber, shouldn't you rightfully get a free haircut? Oh, maybe. At Barber. Well, it's... Get see, in the South, it's... Uh, 
it's it's a dairy company. It's our, it's our their version of A and E. Is it really? Absolutely. Barber is the Alabama State Dairy family. And is it also that's where their money make, came from? Do they make great chocolate milk? They do, and Whoa. ice cream. You go anywhere in Alabama and you get ice cream, and you're getting Barber ice that's cream. That's what I'm talking about. That of course, PJ Duran, Tony Wink in the studio, Scott Casper. Our producers on this very program have been Jack and Leon De Leon. Our contributors include Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Albertson. For everybody at Evergreen Podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. We'll talk to you next week. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.